Cerca di contrastarlo Juan Jesus, il tocco di Esciarawi, cerca il colpo di tacco, attenzione Nainggolan, riesce a mantenere il possesso di palla, palla sulla destra verso Bruno Perez, avanza Samir davanti a lui, ancora Bruno Perez cerca spazio, il tocco arretrato è per Strottman, lancia in area di rigore per Nainggolan, tira, go, go, go! Hello again and welcome to the Roma Press podcast. I'm James Goodison and as always I'm joined by Roma Press editor John Solano. Now it's um, a very packed episode today. We'll discuss Roma's hammering of Benevento and then we'll be joined by Filippo Biafora of Pagine Romaniste. So, John, let's start with Wednesday, where we saw Roma dismantle uh, Benevento 4-0. It really could have been 5-6, even more than that. Impressive performance. Yeah, it was um, It was a strong performance, really. No complaints for me. Um, uh, you know, really, uh, Roma were comfortable throughout. Um, Jacko again, um, he had another brace. And then you obviously had the two own goals. But, I mean, like you said, Roma, um, they could have put two, three, four more goals um, up on the board. You know, uh, Benevento were very, very fortunate um, not to have that. Um, you know, the the scoreline really was very, very flattering, if you could believe it or not, in their favor. Um, but, uh, you know, just from top to bottom, very strong performance. Um, Jacko, again, phenomenal. The defense was strong, and I, I, you know, really, I thought the best point of the entire night was uh, Manolas um, was able to get a rest. Uh, you know, anytime Roma play the, these lower side teams, you know, you always fear that they're going to play down to the level of their competition. So, um, you know, them not doing that was extremely positive, um, and I was re- really, really, really um, pleased to see Manolas get a break. Um, I, I was a little puzzled that um, Di Francesco, particularly, um, you know, early on in the second half, he wouldn't rest Kolarov, which um, he stated today in his pre-match uh, press conference for uh, Udinese that um, Kolarov was going to start again. Um, so I, I'm. You know, uh, he's in his 30s. Jekko, um, they're right around the same age as well. Um, I'm getting a little concerned that maybe they're racking up uh, the minutes a little too quickly. And I thought Benevento, um, that would have been a good opportunity to, get, to give one of them a break. But um, Kolarov was, uh, he, you know, he performed brilliantly. He had another assist. Um, so really, I guess you can't question his insertion. Um, I... I, I my, my, you know, really the only question marks for me are, you know, you, you have the game of this weekend and then um, you have the one um, uh, next week uh, in the Champions League against uh, Kurobach. So, you know, in my opinion, I don't know if someone uh, early 30s, if he's going to be able to, you know, if you can depend on him to this extent. So, um, you know, just something to keep your eye on. But. Another positive, in my opinion, and I think this was, you know, praised by nearly every um, Roma fan, was uh, uh, Gonalons. Um, he made his debut as a starter, um, and as you know, in my opinion, he was fantastic. Um, I've I've been pretty vocal about, you know, he was horrific in the preseason. Um, now, granted, 
I'm I'm a huge believer in things that happen in the preseason mean next to nothing. But you know, for a new player, um, moves to a new country, um, understanding a new system, a uh, new way of football. It, you know, it's it's something to see um, just how they're adapting. And Gonalons um, did not look like he was adapting at all well to Di Francesco's football. Um, and he was just a nightmare uh, in the preseason. So, you know, um, I was a little shocked that it took him this long to get his full debut as a starter. But, I mean, he was fantastic. Um, the through ball he had that led up to the goal um, was incredible. Um, he was strong in defense. And I he was strong going back. Um, and I even advocated during the match that – um, and I, you know, maybe some will agree with me on this, but you know, if he puts up performances like that, if that is his true level, um, I, I think uh, Roma really need to take a deep look into making Gonalons a starter and dropping Dedalsi back into a defense, um, into a uh, into the defense with a, a three-man backline. Um, now, uh, granted, we know Di Francesco he prefers a four-three-three, but. Um, just in terms of, you know, having tactical versatility, I would love, love to see that. I would love to see Dedalsi drop back into defense, into that middle um, of the three-man back line, because ultimately, um, uh, let's be honest, he's in his mid-30s. His legs are starting to go. Um, I, I think asking him to play match in and match out in the midfield, putting him, um, uh, you know, putting that sort of wear and tear on his legs, I I think that's a lot to ask of him. Um, so I think Roma would be wise to look into doing that. Um, now, again, uh, Di Francesco, he prefers the 4-3-3. But, um, you, know, just, uh, you know, just being able to have other options, I, I think that'd be a brilliant move. Um, his passing ability is very, very strong. You wouldn't be asking a lot of him in the middle of the park, which I think would be important. Um, just in my opinion, I think that's where he struggles most. He's caught out of position a lot in the midfield, um, and Roma suffer at times when that happens. So that's something I would love to see, um, given what we saw from Gonalons. But, um, you know, overall, just no complaints whatsoever against Benevento. Very strong performance. Um, and really, it, it was to the point where we even saw a lot of people, and James, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but... Um, I said this seemed to be a theme over the last week, but what would you think about CDR going from 20 teams to 18? Some are even advocating for 16 um, just because that bottom three to five of the table is just so poor. Um, and really, it just seems to be getting worse and worse year after year. Um, last year, we saw Pescara, uh, Palermo. Um, this year, Benevento look horrific. Verona, uh, they're not strong at all. So what do you think? I'm a big proponent of going down to 18. I think 16 um, would be a little uh, little too much for now. Um, but what do you think? Serie A, should it go down to 18 teams? It's a very interesting question and one I've sort of changed my mind on a lot since I started watching Italian football. Um, originally, just being, you know, uh, British-born, <laughs> raised with the Premier League, 20 just sort of seemed like the natural order of things. Same with La Liga, right. you know. And uh, But then, I mean, Germany do absolutely fine with less teams in their league. Um, yep. And I think that there there is an argument to say that when you're effectively filling out the calendar with games against teams that, you know, are just are going to lose 
you know, the vast majority of them not really put up much of a fight. If the money can be shared to a larger extent with clubs who, who you know, actually have a chance of, of staying in the league, then perhaps, yeah, maybe we should maybe we should go for that. Um, you know, you know, and I, I think that I think it's definitely something that needs to be looked into. And I don't see the harm in trying either, to be honest. No, it's um, again, I, you know, if you're just going to keep getting these horrific performances from the bottom three to five clubs, I mean, it's something I mean, just for the better interest of the, you know, the league as a whole, I think it's something you have to look into. I mean, by doing that, eliminating two, maybe four clubs. Um, you know, you're going to disperse that that talent um, a little more evenly towards the bottom of the table. That would have, you know, that would have been residing in those clubs. Um, a couple of other things as well, which I think are worth, like the benefits of reducing it to 18 teams. Okay, so one out of all of the out of the sort of four big leagues in Europe, England, La Liga, you know, Premier League, La Liga, um, Bundesliga, and Syria. Syria have like the worst funding sponsorship you know branding effectively La Liga and the Premier League absolutely clear up with that um, and I think partially one of the reasons I partially I do say partially because I mean we could do like two hour podcast about this but I do think perhaps one of the reasons is that um, sponsors like people who could sponsor and uh, you know companies who are interested in throwing their money at football could look literally just look into Syria Syria, see teams like Juventus walk walk over opposition 5-0 I actually don't think that the Juventus sort of superiority having won so many times in a row now really benefits the league abroad either in terms of sponsorship but I do think you could start with is is making it seem slightly more competitive because I think that that's one thing that, you know, every league has a selling point. Um, You know, the La Liga, you have Barcelona and Real Madrid, you have Messi and Ronaldo, you have this, I mean, that's a huge selling point. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to go into which is the best league in the world, etc. Oh, no. None of that. No, please Um, no. But I, at all, but I would, like, I would argue that, um, whilst Premier League teams can't really match up to the quality of some of the others in more continental Europe, I think that there is an argument to say it is slightly, it's definitely a more competitive league in terms of, you know, team team for team matchup um, than Serie A is, for example. I mean, you see clubs in, you know, the relegation zones pulling up sets against sort of the big six in, in England quite a lot. And I think reducing the... Uh, the number of teams down to to 18 perhaps might provide a little more of a competitiveness and make it more attractive to to brands investing yeah i i completely agree i mean the one thing where cdr there there there's nothing you can do about it it's not even worth discussing um they're never going to have the 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 language factor in their in their corner um english spanish two of the most popular languages spoken um I mean, just in that regard, um, City is behind the eight ball in terms of, like you said, sponsorships. Um, you know, just having, uh, just just from the the pure amount of eyeballs on the television set, it's going to be a little less because uh, you know it, it's hard for for an English speaker to to maybe sort of relate to um, an Italian speaker or an Italian broadcast. Um, no, I don't want to blame it all on that, but I, I think I, I think that's important. But like you said, um, 
No, but I, I, would, I, just, I would say that the in England, a lot of people that I'm friends with who, you know, are fans of clubs in London, um, who, who support their local team, who watch the Premier League week in, week out on Sky, the the broad view of the of Syria is that it's you know it's it's not it's not competitive and it's not it's just not interesting i don't think the issue is you know they 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 have an issue with tuning in because the language is different because the the ability to watch it's there on bt sport every saturday and and obviously of course sunday i think that in reality people just sort of see it as a you know oh there's sort of Juventus who just run that league and it's you know I mean you're on Twitter you see what it's like people think it's boring people think that it's just a load of defending and, and obviously it's not that if you watch it um, but I, I I think that they basically comes down to marketing oh absolutely and that's where CDA are, are absolutely horrific um, uh, Roma's president uh, James Palotta he's very outspoken about this and I, I completely agree um, listen, the television deal that City A gets is horrible. Um, if you put it up against the Premier League, it, it's no contest. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. So that's where they got to start. Um, I, I think just the the you know the TV rights deal they have is just horrible, um, and, and and it shows. Uh, I mean. If you look, James, I mean, you can attest to this. I mean, you have teams at the bottom of, of the Premier League who are spending more than some in the top five to six in in Serie A. Yeah, And it totally. really, I mean, in it, it, that TV money matters. Marketing matters. And that's a huge, that's a huge factor that just seems to get overlooked in Italy for one reason or another. Um, again, it's... But I think another way that... Italy can solve that and I mean it's not it's not a quick fix at all but actually performing in the Champions League and the Europa League absolutely because yep I mean Juventus have done a good job over the past couple of years I mean two finals but it you know that just unfortunately shoots the league in the foot a bit because it just um it, it's giving the impression that Serie A's, uh, you know, almost that's it. It's a one, you know, it's a one-team league. That's their offering. Unless you, you know, I mean, what was it last year? Like Roma, Roma went, didn't even get into the Champions League, dropped to the Europa League. Napoli, right? You know, it's, it's all, yeah. it's all, um, it's all about performing in Europe. And I suppose the cutting down the teams from twenty to eighteen can. Could, could benefit that as well. Less games, more rest, etc., etc., etc. But we we are slightly. Um, we go. We said we wouldn't do a two-hour podcast. We'll get to it slightly, um, slightly later. Let's move on to other things. We'd now like to welcome Filippo Biafora to the podcast. You can find Phil on Twitter at Phil underscore Biafora. You can also find his work on PagineRomaniste.com and you can find him on the television programme La Signora in Giallorosso. Phil, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Hi, John. Hi, James. Thank good. You? Yes, not too bad at all. Let's discuss the match yesterday against Benevento. What did you think of it? A good performance? Do you think that Di Francesco's finally sort of getting the team to play the way he wanted them to? Yes, it was uh, a very good match for Roma. And, uh, the best thing of uh, this match was the, uh, that the, the guys, the team, 
see what Di Francesco wants. Uh, all the gold uh, came from uh, standard reaction of uh, Di Francesco's styles of play. Uh, he, he tried all the summer the, this action with the left back or right back that uh, football in the middle for the striker and uh, I think it's the uh, the best uh, the best point of this match is that Roma uh, now uh, is uh, is getting better with the styles of play of Di Francesco. Yeah, I, I agree, Phil. Um, terrific performance. I um, I thought it was you know one of the better ones of the season. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you. Um, for me, um, one of the better performances came from uh, Gonalons. Um, do you agree with that? Um, you know, I, I tweeted out that he um, potentially could maybe even offer more than De Rossi. Um, what did you think of Gonalons? Yes, uh, it was the first match of Gonalons. The, the, he didn't play uh, against Sampdoria because uh, the match wasn't played. And uh, but uh, I I liked very much the Gonalons and he, he made the the pass for Bruno Perez and then uh, uh, and then there was the goal and he was very good and uh, I think he he could be the uh, the new Keita say Luke Keita in the uh, in the first year of Spalletti Keita uh, played. Uh, a different game. Also, when the Rossi was injured and Keita uh, started the game, but also when the Rossi came back from the injury, uh, he continues to play. So I think uh, that Gonalons could be the new Keita of its Roma, and I think uh, that uh, against Dinese he could start again, and um, and the Rossi. Uh, will play against Karabag and Milan uh, before, uh, and then also with Napoli. The Rossi is the, the man, uh, the center of the play of Francesco. But I think uh, that Donovan, uh, that uh, Di Francesco liked so much the uh, the styles of play of Gonalons because uh, um, he asked him. To to be more to be faster to be uh, to to do verticalization through passes and I mm-hmm. think he was uh, satisfied of uh, of his match. Yeah, um, I thought he was really really good. Um, you know, I I said earlier I um, I think he struggled in preseason a little bit, but. Um, maybe that's to be expected for a guy coming from from a different country, a different league. So, um, you know, certainly, certainly he needed time. Um, but now, yeah. no, um, normal. I think he played only with Leone for ten or twelve years. So, right, right, right. It's some uh, some time to to be uh, to adapt to the new football because it's very different Serie A football and Ligans football so I think it's uh, completely agree completely agree um, so now we have Udinese um, uh, surely though 
they have to win, right? I mean, um, have to take the three points. Um, for me, um, I don't know if you agree, but do you think this uh, this match is sort of like a trap? Um, I know they asked Di Francesco this earlier today, but uh, it could be a little dangerous if they um, underestimate Udinese, no? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's the... It, Udinese did uh, uh, has only one only one win and uh, four losses. So uh, the players uh, uh, could underestimate, as you told me, uh, the game. But um, tomorrow uh, we will have five new players uh, in the in the starting eleven. So I think that uh, with this turnover, Di Francesco. Uh, uh, maintain all the team with the right concentration uh, uh, no one uh, could uh, can do a bad a bad, uh, a bad match and, uh, uh, so I think that they will play at the maximum of uh, of the their energy and and uh, Udinese is uh, is a good team, I think. In the mid, they have very good midfielder. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. I agree. DePaul, fantastic. Uh, Yanko, uh, yeah. another great player. Fofana. Uh, yes, they had uh, they had Maxi Lopez as a striker. That it's not so good, but uh, they are a good team and. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't like very much Scuffet, the goal, their goalkeeper. Uh, some, uh, I think, two or three years ago, he was the Donna Room. It's like Donna Roma, right? But, uh, and he's uh, Romanista. <laughs> yes, Romanista. He didn't go to Atletico because they. It was all done with uh, since uh, from um, it was all done between Atletico and Udinese. But the family, the fathers, uh, the Scuffet fathers, says no, uh, said no to to the transfer, and I think the he changed his life with that decision. Yeah, but Udinese is a, is a good team, and uh, with another loss, uh, they could change the the coach, Del Neri. Uh, because five loss, uh, uh, I don't. I don't think that they will continue with the Navy with another loss. Uh, so they will give more than hundred uh, percent on the pitch. Yeah, I agree. Um, and discussing potential traps, um, we have to discuss next weekend when Roma. They go to they go to the Champions League and they face Kirabag. Um, this um, this this match really, for me, it has sort of uh, the same recipe for potential danger as uh, Bate Borisov. Any Roma fan who who has paid attention in this club over recent memory will not forget that game. Um, embarrassing. Uh, performance from Roma on that night, um, but uh, feel for for them to advance, they have to win against Kirabag, right? We, we we can all agree on that. They have to win three yeah. points. They have to win because uh, if you don't win with Kirabag, you you can't dream. You can't dream, I say, because you 
made a draw with Atletico. It's a good result. Not, uh, I didn't like the type of play of the second half uh, against Atletico, but a draw is a, is a good result. Now with Karabag that lost 6-0 to zero with Chelsea, uh, I think you have to win. You have to win, but I'm not afraid like uh, past years because now Roma is uh, is growing with the attention uh, with the little teams with the uh, uh, with these teams like Carabag, Benevento, Verona. Uh, right. Uh, years ago, with the first uh, Spalletti, with the first Spalletti, we lost uh, a Scudetto for the match against Livorno against yep. uh, against team like this. Now. Uh, I'm not afraid like uh, the past because I know that uh, Roma is focused and Di Francesco uh, he, he, he's at uh, his second uh, second game in Champions League, so he will be focused. He will study the uh, the opponent, and uh, it's Champions League. After six years of the new uh, the new president, you have to go or to try to go to the uh, next round I think I know that it's difficult with Chelsea and Atletico but uh, you have to try to do this and to win uh, against Karabag also if uh, it's a game in Azerbaijan I know that there will be a five uh, a five hours road a uh, five hours trip yep uh, right yeah very long flight Yes, um, which also uh, makes it difficult. You're absolutely right. Yep. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's more Asian than uh, Europe, but uh, it will be uh, five hours, not uh, twelve hours, uh, like going uh, to Australia. But right. uh, <laughs> uh, you you said about Butter Borisov, and I hope not uh, that they won't do the same mistakes uh, that we do against uh, that we did uh, with the Bad Borisov. If you remember, against Bad Borisov, the, um, the Chesney was yeah. horrible. The midfield was horrible. Was, um, every everything was bad. Everything went yes. Um, everything on that night, I think, just went bad. Um, I'm sure you remember uh, Phil. Um, uh, Chesney had a howler, um, one of the worst mistakes um, I've ever seen a goalkeeper make. Yes, yes, uh, I remember uh, very well. And, <laughs> but the problem of that match was uh, from the uh, the days before the match, because the day before the match, because the team didn't go to the stadium because it was uh, uh, about 80 kilometers uh, far from the hotel of Ice Roma, and uh, they uh, they didn't go there. They do the train in uh, in the hotel, and uh, so it, it's an error for me because you have to see how is the stadium, how is the field, uh, and uh, you have to uh, you have to study your your opponent. Now I think that. Uh, uh, that match uh, uh, could be a lesson for us, Roma. Uh, a tutorial, like a tutorial. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree. You would hope that they learned um, from their mistakes. Now, given all of this, um, 
Do you like their chances uh, of advancing passing the turn? What do you think? Do you do you think that they could make it out of the group, or do you think they are destined for Europa League football? Uh, I think that uh, Roma uh, will go to the Europa League because uh, Chelsea with uh, Antonio Conte is a, a different team. Uh, that, and I think that uh, Antonio Conte uh, wants wants to uh, go on on Champions League. Uh, now I think he prefers to to be focused on Champions League than Premier League. And then and there is Atletico Madrid that uh, made two finals in the last uh, four years. Uh, I remember the final with uh, the first final with Real Madrid. They were European champions since uh, for two minutes, uh, uh, but uh, they were European champions. So it's one of the the best team in Europe. They are underestimated, but um, because they change a lot every year. Uh, right. But uh, I think that uh, for Roma it's very, very difficult to to defeat one uh, between Chelsea and Atletico. Uh, I hope that Roma uh, uh, could do a win at Sanford Bridge or the new Metropolitan, Banda Metropolitana Stadium of uh, Atletico. But... Uh, 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 I don't think that Roma could uh, will go at the next round. I don't. Uh, I, I think that 90% uh, Roma will go to Europa League 10% uh, if uh, go to the next round. Uh, uh, last day, yesterday, uh, Atletico Madrid uh, made uh, an official statement about Diego Costa. And I think that uh, he, he don't want to play in uh, in Europa League, and uh, he, in, uh, he will train with the, the Atletico Madrid. So he will, uh, uh, I don't know, um, he will. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say he uh, in. Um, we play good in the train to to make his uh, his, um, his teammates to go to the next round. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I think because I, I would assume you agree with this. Um, for me, uh, the recipe for uh, Roma to advance, um, you have to be. Uh, Kurabak twice, right? Um, We have the points against uh, Atletico. So that means, in my opinion, um, you have to win one of the remaining three matches against Chelsea and Atletico. And that's uh, difficult. Um, And even then, um, we saw a few years ago, uh, Napoli, I think they had 10 points and they didn't advance. so, yeah, so uh, definitely difficult. So, uh, like you said, you know, they're going to have to try. I completely agree. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. But um, everyone, please follow follow Phil on, on Twitter. You can find him again at F-I-L underscore B-I-A, 
F-O-R-A. Again, you can find his work, PeginetRomaniste.com. And also, he's on the television program, La Signora in Geloroso. Phil, thank you so much for the time. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, would love to have you on again. Thank you, John, and thank you to all the friends of Roma Press. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Phil. And to the, all the ex-Romans, Americans fun, because uh, I know that Roma Press is for Americans, so let's say this to uh, let's say hello to all the Americans <laughs> <laughs> absolutely thanks Phil <laughs>